Right, strap yourself in because PricewaterhouseCoopers argues rebuilding the New Zealand economy post-COVID should include tax reforms and it addresses uh, the elephant in the room, as they call it, capital gains tax. Mm. That should be accompanied by music. Dun, 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 dun. The music from Jaws. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The uh, professional services firm makes the argument as one of seven planks to get the economy back on track and in better shape. It's just released Rebuild New Zealand, its report. Among the other planks they're talking about are further targeted wage support addressing intergenerational inequality and dealing with the urgent challenge of climate change. But it is quite explicit in its view of a need to address capital gains tax. So to discuss this further, we're joined by one of the report's authors, PwC New Zealand partner and board member, Jeff Nightingale joins us. Good afternoon, Jeff. Hello, Jeff. Good afternoon. How are you? So, capital gains tax. Everybody sort of we all clutch our chest when you say that. So, <laughs> yeah. is it that bad? Yeah. Well, it's a it's a particularly New Zealand thing that we. Um, Any time that gets mentioned, uh, emotions rise quickly. Mm-hmm. Um, but it is that that's a bit unique to New Zealand because we're one of the few places or few sort of developed economies that don't have one. Mm. Now, can, can I ask, Jeff, when, you, when you're talking about capital gains tax, what do you mean by that? Are you, are you suggesting, like, for example, I'm a person who would have no objection to capital gains tax if, you were, if, the, if a New Zealander was allowed to own the home they lived in and one holiday place. In other words, maximum two properties. Anything you buy and sell above that, there's capital gains tax on, or are you talking about capital gains tax on the home that people live in? Your primary home. Primary home. <laughs> Well, look, the, the, the purists would say on everything, but it's, that's just not practical or reasonable or feasible. We all um, need somewhere to live and we all aspire, um, you know, to, to not have the government in every aspect of our lives. But yep. I think the point that we're saying is that really, that you know, at some point we're going to have to address all of the debt that is accumulating to pull us out of this economic hole. Yep. Um, we're going to have to make some payments on that. That's going to involve tax. You've got to be really careful not to increase tax rates to stop. You, you want to get the economic recovery going before you think about tax. Um, but when we do, the, the obvious gap in New Zealand is, is capital gains. Um, capital gains are really no different to income. They're just a different source of income. Yeah. And, um, and probably we should think carefully again about a sensible approach to that that doesn't, you know, doesn't attack the family home, doesn't distort business decision-making, but does perhaps allow us to reduce our reliance on income taxes and GST. Mm. Right, so just quickly, have I got it clear? So the family home, you'd say, no, that's just never going to happen. What about one holiday home? Well, that's, you get right into the design then, and um, and and that's, all, and that's the hard thing. Most, so, so capital gains taxes are good things in theory, and then when you get into the design, that's when the politics and really difficult decisions happen. So I'll give you an example. You know, you get an average Auckland home at a million dollars is exempt. Um, then you go down to, you know, say uh, South Westland and an average home might be, I'm making this up, but it might be $300,000 um, and they don't get, neither gets taxed on that. But then the South Westland person goes and buys a crib or a batch uh, for $200,000. And if unless you exempt that second home, they would get taxed on that, but the Aucklander doesn't. Right. That doesn't seem fair. Yeah. On the other hand, if the Aucklander doubles up and gets a million-dollar home uh, holiday home in Omaha, they've now got $2 million of assets out of the system. You know, that doesn't seem fair either. So these are the design issues that get really hard yeah. um, once, you, once you step back from the principle. can really see that. What about 
you know, the lag here, if you're talking about a capital gains tax, because presumably, you know, you can't just introduce it tomorrow and we're going to be in the hole tomorrow. So how long before we'd see the effect of a capital gains tax reduce some of this enormous Yeah, hole? some years, some years. And, 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 and we're not saying we should put the capital gains tax on top of our current taxes. What we're saying is over time you would uh, effectively reduce income tax and with the revenue that you'd make on the capital gains tax. So you're, you're reallocating the tax load across a wider range of income and people as opposed to just increasing taxes. Right. Now, with the uh, Michael Cullen-led tax working group, I mean, that opened up everything. And as you say, that was one particular end. They went really hard and strong. But what sort of percentage of capital gains tax are you guys in your report considering? We, we didn't um, get to that level of design. Um, and that's and that's another complex question. Um, in in theory, and, and if you're purist, you would say it's the same level as normal income tax. But that's not what most people do around the world. Most other countries have a discounted rate for capital gains tax for mm. a couple of reasons. One is because they uh, it, it's just the politics of it, and they acknowledge that people um, are not that enthusiastic about it, and so it's a way to sell it. But the that the other reason is that these gains accumulate over time and they include inflation and you don't want to tax you don't want to tax the inflationary gains you only want to tax the true gain mm. right now can i ask one of the one of the obviously the reason that this feels so very urgent to all of us at the moment patently is because of the situation since the pandemic where there's have to be some enormous uh, borrowing by the government and future generations have to pay it back and so on Therefore, I'm guessing you're talking about you. if you brought in, let's say, capital gains tax, then you might be able to, over time, reduce income tax. But in the end, aren't you basically going to need more tax revenue, whether it's from capital gain or from income tax, need more tax revenue to pay back the money that that we've borrowed? Yes, you do, but you don't necessarily need more uh, higher taxes to do that. So if we go back to the GFC uh, in 2019, the the tax base took a massive hit and, and dropped taxes the tax take dropped about 15%, I think, in the first year. But as economic growth got going again, economic growth grew at about 2 or 3%, but the tax take grew each year about 5%. So the, the current system can serve up enough tax revenue once economic growth gets going to help service and pay that debt. Um, what we're saying is it might do that better if it was slightly rebalanced into the, into the medium term. Right. Going to read you one text before we let you go, because as, a few, as you can imagine, uh, Jeff, there are <laughs> loads of people texting in. You've freaked a lot of people out with this report. Uh, this one says, if you're having a capital gains tax, then you have to tax everything. Exemptions create loopholes. Kids start owning houses. Individual spouses own property. It becomes a real mess. Exempting the family home exempting the family home is a political vote catcher, says Mike. Do you, how do you respond to that? Uh, I respond, that person's exactly right. Um, you, you shouldn't have these exemptions because they will distort behaviours and people will, will navigate through them. But the, the simple political reality is, is that none of us are likely to vote for a tax on our family homes. So you just have to, have to swallow that. Yeah, yep. no, I Fair agree. Enough. Look, Thanks, Jeff, Jeff, great to talk to you. Thanks for your report. Thanks for your expertise. And uh, have a great afternoon. All the best, Thanks Jeff. Thank time. you. Take care. Jeff Nightingale uh, with PwC, uh, partner and board member. This report, um, yeah, it's a very, very interesting report.